We are live. Welcome back to the Off the Lip Radio Show. I think we're in show number 390. No, we went backwards. We did? We're like 386. 386 now? Okay, well, we're, we're moving up to the high 300s. We uh, are excited to have everybody back. Tonight we got a great show. The camera, which is Does not currently live on Santa Cruz Waves Facebook page, and welcome everybody who's tuning in, is zoomed in. On Martine Watkins. Welcome back to the show, Martine. Is it Martine or Martine? What, Ma- what we, is it? Yeah, what I is it? I want to make sure we get it right. <laughs> is we, it, do I say that correctly? Screw it up. It's Martine. 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 I, I hey. almost went Martine today. Martine. <laughs> Welcome back, Martine. Thanks for having now, me back. You are a past mayor of the city of Santa Cruz. That's right. That you were a city councilwoman for how many years? So I was city council member, vice mayor, mayor, and then now I'm currently a city council member also. Wow. Hey, keep going. And going to remain like right here. The whole show. <laughs> you got it. Okay. Oh, thank you. I remember that. Was, last time I was not good about that. The chief's watching. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, the chief's watching. We got we got to watch our p's and q's, Neil. Okay, so just real quickly for the audience, for uh, the chief. Explain your current position and what you've been doing for the last few years in regards to the politics of Santa Cruz. Okay. Well, where do I begin? So my current position is city council member on um, the Santa Cruz City Council, and it's my last year, so I've been on for now four years, so I'm in my fourth year of my term. It's a four-year term, and we're elected at large. There's like 65,000 or so folks in Santa Cruz, so you know we um, get elected from the community as a whole at this time. And, you know, the last four years, you know, I feel really proud about a couple of things. Once I spent um, a good amount of time on this housing blueprint subcommittee, really looking at how to hear the voices of our community in regards to housing solutions. And we came up with a nice strategy for recommendations. So I feel really good about that work. Um, but I think, you know, really the most, um, gosh, I mean, maybe it's fortuitous in terms of how it's played out now is the health and all policies work, really looking about how are we as a community, how are we as a council, um, how are we responsible for designing a healthy community for our residents? Right. And, and that's one thing that we, that I as mayor championed and we have in place at this really pivotal time in our, in our, uh, in our, in our uh, experience right now with the pandemic. And you're signing up? For an election, future election for another four years—is that the plan? I am. I am. And is that—I mean, some, we we know we've had guests that have been multi-term council people on the board. Um, so you're having fun. Well, you that, your is, husband that. Well, yeah, husband's, is, husband's at home with two kids. Is it fun <laughs> being on the council? Is, you know, I mean, it, yeah, it is. I mean, you know, it's really the best thing about being—I have to say—I feel bad for our current mayor because you can't go out and like be with the people in the community and like. Santa Cruz is rad and the people are amazing and there's so many ways that people are giving to this community that it's, you know, we all contribute in a different way and I love that and that was the best for me. Um, is it fun sometimes? The 12 hour meetings, not so much. <laughs> yeah, the, the meetings get contentious, it seems like. Yeah. Do we have, sometimes are you frustrated with the way people, I've seen people be mean. Is that is that the well, hardest there was, part? There was a, there was a lot of uh, contention going on for the last few years with council members that were there that were that weren't liked, and yeah. uh, they wanted obviously they got them out of there. Got them out of there. Are you talking about the recall? Yeah. 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 I mean, there were very contentious meetings that you know I don't think 
it's what our community wants or needs or deserves, frankly. It's not us being able to work together to try to move us in a direction that's gonna do service to our residents. Um, and I think that ultimately, you know, the community wants us to find ways to work together to meet the needs. And personally, I mean, over my year as mayor, I, 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 don't, I won't even go into the names that I was called, but I don't think that's productive. And I, and I think it really share, it shares the tenor of our federal uh, uh, commander in chief and some of the ways that he talks and the approaches. And it's not, it's not moving our country in a way that's bringing us together to help meet the needs of everybody, of all people. It's, right. it's further stoking the fire of divide. And I think that Santa Cruz doesn't want that, nor do they deserve that. And right. so my hope and how I just, I can control myself, so I understand, but I think we as leaders set the tone for our community. And so how do we show up in a way that's respectful, um, even if we disagree with our colleagues? And how thicker is your skin since you, when, when you first started in, in, so in, in community <laughs> service? Um, you know, I, I, I don't think I could have ever prepared for my year as mayor, to be quite honest with you. I. Um, you know, it's really hard to, to be, you know, as a person, anybody doesn't, nobody likes to be called names or to be accused of being something that you're not or um, categorized as, you know, evil or whatever it may be. Yeah, I mean, my, my thing, my, my, my skin definitely got thicker, I'd say. Have you ever cried? Yeah, oh, for sure. There was like a whole stage where I like, I'd be sad or I'd come home and I'd be like super mad and I'd come home and then like, I'd be like, okay, I just give up. I'm just gonna do the best I can with it. Like, so there was like <laughs> the stages of it. At the end of the day, I felt like if I don't show up as a person of integrity who wants to do the best I can, um, you know, then that is that's on me. And so that's how I try to just show up every C time. Can you give me can you give TC and I that conversation you had like a flyby the conversation that you had with your husband <laughs> when you said to him, I'm going to go back in for four more years. <laughs> can you can you and like did it go over well? <laughs> yeah, how did it, how did you how did you sell that? You know, Brandon's super cool. You'd have to get him on. He's just so chill, super supportive. I mean, as long as and he's such a good dad and my kids are super supportive. You know, he just knows that I like I deeply care about wanting to do well, good tell. work, you know, yeah. and he's down with me doing that. And um, you know, even through the stages of it all, he just sort of weathers it, you know, just <laughs> does his thing. <laughs> does he go to the meetings? No, he can't go to the meetings. He can't go to the meetings. I don't. You, know. you won't let him? No, he he and my mom should not be going to the meetings. They're like, <laughs> they're, like you know, they like want to beat up people yeah, in the exactly. audience. <laughs> no, they can watch if they want. It's, so, it's hard so, to see somebody you love. So we need to get mom on here. Yeah, yeah she's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yep, my mom, my dad, they're great. They're really supportive. During, if you win this next election, and how many, so it, there's four available seats. Is that what's happening? Yes. And yes. so you're going to vie for one of them. That's right. And then it, so when we on the ballot, there'll be four votes that each because I'm not in the city, so I don't get to vote. Right. But um, so there'll be four people that will win. Yes. Um, will you encourage the other members to make you mayor again? You know, we have a rotating mayor that's been sort of just tradition that if you're the top vote getter, essentially, that you would likely be mayor. And until that changes, and it, it, it could change, really, actually, it will likely change because we're being sued to go to district elections, so that's going to change everything, really. Um, but absent that change taking place, you know, I, I hope that folks will follow tradition in regards to how we've done it in the past. I think and it's right. You want to be mayor again? Sure. I mean, I, you know, if, if the community wants me, of course I'd serve as mayor. I, I, it was an honor. I have to say, like, it was, it was as difficult as it was with the meetings and some of just the, the vitriol and such that happened that year. 
Um, it was a total honor to serve as well, mayor. Well, you got gung. When you became mayor, were you like gung ho? And I'm going to jump in here. I'm going to change everything. But then when you got in the when you got in the pool, it was like putting your feet in cement. Was <laughs> it like that at all? You know, um, I actually kind of I feel really good about the stuff I got done. To what be honest with you, and one of them, you know. That one of the things that I went in wanting to do when I went when I decided to run for council was really look at how we as a government agency are responsible for determining the health of our residents. And so my year as mayor, I heard from our community. I met with the community. We did a survey. We looked at how we um, are integrating health into our decision ma making. How are we thinking about climate change and sustainability and resilience um, as we design policy? How are we influencing people's lives, all people's lives, and thinking about equity and where people are coming from? And um, as a result, we have a really great plan in place um, to help us be the, the healthiest city we can be. And so I feel it's really fortuitous in this moment to have that in place because, you know, we have the foundation to really recover from this um, with hopefully the Sa Santa Cruz right. residents being the beneficiaries. Right. Well, we, uh, I mean, the health of this county is probably couldn't be more critical than this exactly. moment right you know and uh we were doing so good with our health in this county getting yeah. segueing into the coronavirus um what have you heard currently going on in santa cruz in regards to the coronavirus gosh you know i mean it's pretty it's probably pretty similar to everywhere uh, many many other communities i'd say you know we're really looking at gosh you know our downtown and thinking about the businesses, a lot of our beloved businesses are struggling, many are closing, um, economic recovery. Uh, one of the things that we're seeing is just, just how those who've been struggling are struggling even more, and those who've been able to adapt can adapt. And we're seeing um, the differences of folks who've been able to work from home, for example, and um, still bring in a paycheck, but their jobs have allowed them to uh, shift in that way versus those who couldn't or lost their job and then the food insecurity that is associated with that or um, some of the stress that we're uh, experiencing as families you know I and I work in education as well and I was on a call today about how you know the child abuse and neglect um, you know those points of contact have been teachers mainly and how with students not interacting with their teachers how are we finding those students who are now right. experiencing <coughs> that abuse at home and so we, um, you know, we're seeing, I think, what, what we knew were some of those underlying inequities happening in our community. We're seeing those play out. But where the opportunity lies is for us to say, how can we bridge that now so that we have improved systems after this, this experience? And that's where I come from wanting to serve again, because I feel like I can, I can add a, a, a really powerful voice in that way. The kids, the kids not going back to school is going to be a big problem, I think. You know, right. there's no counseling. There's no, you know, there's you're oh. interacting with other kids. Right. They get fed at school. They get yeah. fed at school. Yeah. 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 Social services are at school. Right. Right. Medical. That's right. I mean, it's we talked a little bit before the yeah. show about that because to live in this county and survive, I a high percentage of the households are both working. That's right. And I, I don't know what's going to happen. I know being owning a skateboard shop, kids wander in here all the time unsupervised. That's right. And um, I just know that it's going to get worse. And an uh, interesting thing, we had John Leopold on the show the other night, and he was saying how the federal government really isn't having any influence or support. The state is supporting and getting some money to the county. Are we ready for what's coming? Do you feel like we're ready? You know, um, no. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, not really. I think... A little bit, but it's it's something we've never experienced before. I mean, 
even if schools were back open, they had a hybrid approach to it. So it's still really challenging for, for working parents to have um, you know, adequate childcare or a place for their kid to go. Right. Um, we're seeing the mental health issues come about. I mean, a lot of people are experiencing even just sort of the national polls around the mental health and well-being is, you know, food insecurity, uh, folks just on the brink of losing housing. And I mean, there's a lot of big issues happening. Um, so we're going to have to do our best to mobilize. And I think we've had areas where we can look at where we've seen success, you know, mobilizing around the homeless and the sheltering, looking at how we're going to switch online, getting hotspots to families and kids, right. partnering with the food banks for uh, the schools who are now having kids coming in for the free and reduced lunch, but also the families to get the food. So those are the types of things that we need to build on so that we can try to be ready to help our most vulnerable as we enter this next stage of the pandemic. Mm. When's the election? November, early November. Do you think November. they should move it up sooner? Because we need people like you, that, and these people like you, and, and the other <laughs> folks you talked about, like they're ready to go to go to work now, rather than okay, we're gonna rather than November. You know, I mean, you'll have to talk to Gail Pellerin about moving the election. I, I think, you know, it'll be an interesting time to have people understand um, the different candidates that want to serve. You know, the the one thing I'd say is having been on the council now for four years. Only me and one other council member um, have had that experience. And the council member who's been on for many years is terming out. So it's nice to have somebody who has some experience to understand how to navigate these things. Not to say, I mean, I've, I've had three years. Others have served many terms on city council. But um, I feel really grateful to have had that experience to help inform moving forward. But ultimately, it's going to be about our community mobilizing. It's going to be how can we partner? How can we work together? How can we leverage resources? And frankly, we've seen really great things come of that, um, and we're going to need to continue to to make that a priority. Right. Do you change how you're going to like be get yourself out in front of the public for this election? Is there? <laughs> there, there I mean, is there how she's, we? She's going to be advertising in the off the radio show. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's so different now, right? It's I mean, so can't go knock on doors. Have you been planning this on how you plan to, you know? You know, I'm super good, super good question because um, it's so different. The playbook is completely out, you know, out the window. It's a totally different approach at this point. Um, you know, I do want to connect with the people, uh, the residents that want to share their thoughts and concerns with me. I want to also respect their health and not go knocking on their doors. And so I'm asking people just to come on the website, to look at the social media, to sign up um, uh, on the newsletters and, and just to stay informed and connected that way. And I'll do my best to sort of navigate the, the world of uh, social media and other ways to connect with people. You know, when I ran in 2016, you got to knock on doors and you get to hear from people and they share their concerns. They have great ideas for solutions. You get to know them. They get to know you. And I, I'm going to miss that because I will, you know, out of respect for their health, I, I don't feel that's appropriate to do. So, right. um, yeah, just the virtual connections, doing the best we can to connect in other ways, you know. It's just so we know, you're on Facebook, right? Yes, I'm on Facebook, or they, you know, folks what's can go to my website. What, could, what are people clicking on on Facebook? What they so it's at Mar it's, uh, martinewalkins.com is the website. The yeah. Facebook is, I think, Martin for City Council. And so is the, and then on Instagram as well. What's the Instagram handle? It's Mar Martin for City Council? Martin for City so. Council, I think it is, yeah. That's so. things you got to know. <laughs> Thank you, I know. <laughs> so you'll have to bear with me. <laughs> She's well, it's early in the election She's process. She's right. just campaigning right now. Your campaign manager, Celeste's going, oh, my like, God. Yeah, she's like, is she right watching right now? She's, yeah. she's, yeah. she's, she's going to comment right now. She's going to be angry face. I know. But the martinewalkins.com, I do know that 
so yeah, they, they could get connected via the website. Well, it's so because it is so different. I mean, look at even in the presidential race. You know, the, our, our president is so used to having his big rallies, and right, he can't right. have them now. And when he does, he just kills people. <laughs> and so it's different now. Yeah. And so I guess social media and um, trying to just do shows like the Off Lip yeah, Radio Show is a great you. way to get your message across. Um, so besides the health of the county, what do you see as being um, the next biggest problem that you see coming on in in Santa Cruz or just in general? Yeah, in Santa Cruz. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that the health of the county, the health of the city, and the economic health of our community is gonna it's gonna take a while to get back to you know just to, to, to get to get functioning again. And you know, reviving our downtown and and our businesses, and also just really integrating all of the elements that go into make a, to making a healthy community. Like for example, if we're going to have more housing downtown, and we want more families to be there, but they need childcare. So how are we thinking about in our planning to have childcare facilities be part of that that planning conversation? So I think those are the types of things that we want to be having kind of the foresight or sort of the ability to think about. Um, I, I think that it's gonna. I think it's gonna be tough, I, but I think that our systems can really improve. And one of the things that's really um, important to remember that you know, climate change and um, shocks to systems happen, right? I mean, we've seen that with Katrina or other types of natural disasters. We know climate change is coming. It's here, and and there's the impacts of it now, but in the in the foreseeable future as well. And so when we're planning for health solutions, we're also planning for climate solutions. And how are we, how are we being mindful to be a, a kind of a stable uh, city that can be resilient when yeah. those shocks and stressors occur? And how are we thinking about our most vulnerable? So for example, if we're thinking about sea level rise or we're thinking about um, natural disasters, you know, our Beach Flats community has um, monolingual Spanish speaking folks. So how are we planning our strategy around outreaching to those folks? Or how are we thinking about our elderly population? We have a lot of elderly in Santa Cruz. You know, how are we, how are we being mindful of how to, how to mobilize them? I mean, we've seen when these natural disasters occur um, when it doesn't go right, right? Katrina is a, a very good example right. of that. But what we have right now is sort of this sl slow kind of painful uh, similar stressor right now with COVID, um, but our systems can be better uh, structured er, and transformed to be more resilient as we also know we're going to have these stressors in the future for climate change. Right. So those are the things that I'm thinking about. Hmm. But I love policy and, I, and I'm <laughs> that like nerdy person. Well, the climate change thing, I always have a series that uh, when the ocean warms up, we yeah. could get a hurricane. Yeah. And to me, no one's even thought about that. Like, you know, it's not yeah. erosion. A hurricane would destroy Santa Cruz. Right, right. You know, and so I, I worry about climate change myself. Yeah, me too. Um, I always joke that, you know, we've had such beautiful summers. Oh, this climate change is awesome, you know. But no, the future is going to be really scary. It is really scary. And I think, you know, if you think about the impacts of climate change, or the health impacts are, are the greatest. So when we're thinking about health solutions right now, you know, climate solutions are health solutions as we move forward too. S uh, Supervisor Leopold was talking about uh, the climate, you know, uh, the climate situation and uh, what they're doing for what the county's doing for it. You guys work hand in hand with the county. We have like probably like the best climate change um, and adaptation manager that I can think of. She's fantastic. Her name's Tiffany Wise West, and she's doing extraordinary work. It's been noticed, I think, I'd say probably throughout our nation. 
She's doing a lot of really forward thinking in terms of our climate adaptation strategies, uh, coastal resilience, and, um, and through a lens of equity and trying to think about how are we outreaching and looking at the most vulnerable who are gonna be impacted. And it's gonna be having a lot of work coming up as we look at updating our plan for 2030. So yeah, we're doing, we're doing a lot of work and I'm sure she's in coordination with our county because we're all- you Gotta know. get her on the show. You yeah, should absolutely yeah. get her on yeah, the show. Yeah, she too. sounds like it'd be a great right. super guest. Um, we got uh, Andy Mills, been here a couple years now, yeah. our police chief. Um, great guy, been on the show a couple yep. times. Um, policing has obviously been the focus in the media. Um, uh, any thoughts on our local police force? Are you, are you content with how things are going? Do you feel like we're going in the right direction? You know, um, it's, it's, it's a complicated conversation, I have to say. Like, so... I think there's, I, I'm actually, I'm all for criminal justice reform. I don't think our, our criminal justice system hasn't been effective. It just hasn't. Um, we've over-incarcerated black and brown people. Um, we've gotten to the point where we have to, you know, because the feds will mandate it as to release folks, right? So then, you know, we've had to just react to that over-incarceration. The, the, the impacts and trauma associated with that, um, the, the legacy of slavery and racism associated with policing is, is coming to a forefront is, and it's festered because we as a nation have never dealt with um, our, our history and had any kind of truth or reconciliation. Um, our education systems haven't been informed. Uh, so I think there's absolute opportunity for us to look at how we're doing things differently. And I think, you know, Chief Mills says the same. It, it's, you know, our, our fire and our police have been sort of the catch-all um, by default to a lot of bigger social issues. And um, if, and there's a revolving door at the jail, there's mental health issues, substance can abuse. Can you, you know. talk about what social issues they are? Yeah, I mean, I think what we see is this, this, a lot of substance misuse, um, mental health issues, poverty, um, you know, and then I think in, uh, pronounced to a certain extent in Santa Cruz, others way more in terms of just um, uh, communities of color that have been ignored and have had over uh, policing and have had, you know, just generational trauma associated with that, with uh, children uh, incarcerated or, you know, uh, husbands incarcerated. And, and I think it's not quite as pronounced as you'd see as a, in, in an inner city in a bigger city, but, um, you know, it, it's, it exists. And, and at the end of the day, it's, it's sort of, you get into this, this um, cycle, right? That's hard to interrupt, but, what's happening now is saying, maybe we can do something a little bit different here. And I think we as a city have to look at what we um, can do, but we'll look different than other cities. So for example, um, you know, I got family up in Oakland, you know, their school district was contracting with Oakland PD to have uh, school uh, uh, resource officers on their campuses and having worked in diversion programs through probation for years here, you know, we know that if kids are penalized at school and then penalized in the justice system, it's that school to prison pipeline that we want to interrupt. So those are some of the things that you can kind of right. get, yeah, like that, let's, let's shift that. Let's do something that's going to be more restorative to our, our kids to help them be successful in the future. Um, so those are the moments. The, the thing about, you know, I know there's the movement around the defunding and I think we as a nation have over and you know invested in the militarization of our discretionary funds personally i think you know you look at our our big budget here at the nation we spend a good amount on military and we should be investing in people and and i think in certain jurisdictions there's opportunities to shift and i think santa cruz can look at ours and see if they're if that makes sense you know as chief said i think it's also we're this we're the city's uh we're the county seat right and yep. we have all the services there and so it just looks different in Santa Cruz. So we need to look at it, you know, what works for us. I feel our biggest miss 
is mental health. Yeah. I feel like this, you look, I, I love Santa Cruz mug shots. Um, you'll see the guys who hit the 50 mug shot club. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mental health. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I look at it as instead of 50 mug shots and what that costs, if we invested in the mental health of that person, right. you can make a big change in their life. Yeah. And I feel like we're missing that opportunity. There's no funding for it. Where, if we if we could, where would that money come from? Would you say? I mean, is that a state? Is that a federal thing? Is yeah, it county. I mean, you know, I yes, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's all of the above, I'd say. But you know, the cities we don't have social services there. So you know, maybe there's two cities I believe in the state of California that county, actually county have so, only. They have social services, so it's outside of our wheelhouse, right? And so. You know, when we're talking about these big issues around, um, you know, how do we address the mental health issues? How do we address the substance abuse issues? How are we addressing sort of the revolving door of the jail, right? There, uh, that's a conversation that we need to have with our county and with our other partners, because we don't house mental health, uh, we don't house mentally ill folks, you know, and we don't, we don't do substance abuse. I mean, we contract and try, but that's where those, that's, if we want to truly change that, that's, that partnership has to exist. Mm-hmm. That's the only way to do it. And so, um, and I think that's, it's the right thing to do. It's it's probably the most um, economically efficient thing to do. So it, and it should it, and it's the it's the socially just thing to do. So I think you know it, there's an absolute window of opportunity for us to try to do that um, with the movement that's but happening. But that that's going to come from way up high, higher up top. You know, like, I and then and then we're stuck with the guy who's leading the country. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I, 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 I who needs to be in mental health? Who <laughs> yeah? Who needs to be in mental health himself? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think, like, the one thing I'd say, though, about that is, you know, part of local government is this, like, ability to be innovative and to, to be sort of like this, um, this like, s- way to scale up something awesome. So I, like, I feel there's also potential for us to try to just do what we can here locally, to partner, to try to just create what, what might work for our community, and then maybe that will catch on, you know what I mean? I, I kind of gave up on the state and, and, and the feds, you know, doing it for us at a certain point you got to just you do you can do what you can with you're what you got you're saying a lot what john said the other night about you know we're going to take care of stuff here at home yeah right tc yeah uh, yeah fe- not worry about the, what the feds are doing we're going to take we're going to take care and deal with what we the resources that we have that's and right. take care of our own neighborhood now that's right that's because right. nothing's coming from uh, nothing's coming down the pike from from uh sacramento right i so. mean that's right i mean we and you can see and feel and 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 that's i mean that's those are your people and i think I mean, that's right. He's, he's absolutely right about that. And it's we tough because the pie is not big enough for and the appetite sh- right now. And it's shrinking, you know, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, one of the things we, we I mean, we'll have to get we'll have to get creative with it. Right. I mean, working from home has led to less, you know, emissions on our freeways. And I mean, there's just things that we have to think about. It's going to be hard. Don't get me wrong. It's going to be tough because our, our budgets are going to are just are depleting. And nothing's happened like this in 100 years. What will what future generations yeah. are going to learn from the results? that you as a you know signing on to, to be run the council and possibly be the mayor um 20 years from now you're you're the people who follow you are going to look back and learn from how you dealt with this crisis and they're going yeah. to understand that we're lucky to have her too well oh, it, I, I, well hopefully um we're going to come out of this strong yeah and can lead by example but um it's so unknown the last time it was 100 years ago right. we dealt with something like this yeah. and so it's going to be really tough and i i I commend you for being a part Thanks. of it because it's kind of <laughs> like getting thrown back in the fire. It is, yeah. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> I know, you know. I mean, 
the future generation is my, they remain my motivation. They depend on good leadership right now in this moment for us to try to build a, build a sustainable community for them to inherit. So I, if I keep my eye on the prize, the, the rest is noise, you know? Well, because it's not a get-rich scheme you're doing. No. This is not, I mean, it's like, it's you're doing this because you love this town. I do. And uh, and that's very commendable because it's a difficult job. And Thank let, you. Let me ask you this as, uh, I'm going to talk about my son for a sec, just for a second, TC. And mm -hmm. you've got kids too, my, my son's age, and my son's 29 years old. He's engaged to be married, right? But he's getting married in October, which likely will not happen. I don't, I don't think they just, they're just over 2020. They want nothing to do with 2020. Yeah. But do you think, you know, as do you think they should go ahead and have kids at this point? I mean, is this is this should they you know, like? Yeah. Would you introduce a child to the, Would you introduce a child to this world? You as know, I think um, yes, I I do. I I mean, the if they um, and you just you're you're a new granddad. Yes, I right? am. Brand new. Mm -hmm. You know. I am so happy that kid. Listen. Yes, they should have kids okay. yeah. because there's beauty everywhere That's right. yeah. and you just have to teach the beauty. And if you don't have the ability, yeah. uh, then maybe you should reconsider. But if you have the, uh, this is my, not to jump in on your advice, but if you have the energy and the passion yeah. by all means, that child will be in the best hands right. ever. That's right. right. And you know, the kids are so rad right now. I mean, I'm so they're like, for example, my five-year-old was like, I didn't know a plastic straw is really bad for the environment from the Capri Sun that she got. You know, there's, they're thinking about things that I didn't even think about. Right. I, I didn't even, we didn't even know about. Give me a straw. I mean, they're amazing. And the, and the movement and the energy that they're bringing to the social justice causes that they're advocating for, it's awesome. So I, I'm, I'm like a, I'm like an optimistic person. So uh, that's just, the, that's yeah, just you the, are. I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. So <laughs> I'm hopeful. I also see a lot of kids don't really understand what's going on to them. It's just kind of a normal day for a lot of them, you know, here at the skateboard shop every day, the little guys come in here and the, the greatest moment of their life is getting a new skateboard. It's like the simplest of times for them. Um, and my biggest concern is like what we talked about is having, the resources for mom and dad to work. Mm -hmm. I worry about these children running around loose. Yeah. Um, I've seen it many times that when they're not watched or mentored, um, they can take the wrong fork in the road, often around junior high school. Mm -hmm. So my biggest concern with the schools going remote and um, no daycare situation lack of, lack and, the, and the lack of funds for parenting, mm -hmm. I'm a little concerned for the future of this generation because I feel like, especially here in Pleasure Point, we had a couple of rough generations. The current generations exactly. of young kids right. are awesome. Nice. So uh, that's my concern for you coming into yeah. like a, a situation like that is how are we going to take care of these kids that aren't going to be parented? I know, you know, and just so you, you know, just so you know, the school districts, the superintendents, they're thinking about this. They're, they're doing the best they can. I think, you know, working, trying to figure out the various scenarios, what's going to work for the families. I think part of it is also looking at it through an equity lens, which they're applying. Look, what kids need stability, foster youth, uh, homeless youth, uh, students with IEPs and special needs. Like, how are we getting to the kids that need the most supports? Right. Th that's the lens they're applying. Right. And it's just changing so freaking quickly. It's like you get it from the state. Oh, no, you're good. Like, reopen. And then it's like, no, no, no. Like, we're closed. Like, the, I think, you know, they're just trying to mobilize as best they can. That being said, 
we've already had we already had a child care shortage that's a huge issue mm -hmm. um you know ch neglect and stresses around poverty and family stresses that only is um exacerbated in these types of times so how are we thinking about that the wraparound services that we're investing in to try to identify and navigate our families towards is sort of the goal and then just helping them with their mental health needs after this i think also just there will be an impact around um, how this helps, how this has impacted their brain development, and and how are we supporting them there? So just mobilizing those, um, you know, wraparound whole child services is, right. is really the way to go. You know, just really quick too, sure. you really sound like an expert. She is. And so to to, to the people watching on Santa Cruz Waves, I know your your day job yeah. is in. Uh, education right right and so a lot of your background you think about this all the time yes okay yes. so just so you guys know yes. out there in santa cruz waves she's an expert in this field <laughs> so i'll just add though <laughs> i'll say my dad was the superintendent here in santa cruz for years my husband's a teacher my mom's a teacher so you are <laughs> and a I've super worked in education for 15 years you're so. a super expert so i i got a lot of education in my life now that sounds to me like as, as being um on the council of the city of santa cruz you really could add um and i'm not endorsing you for this i'm just saying what a great asset you could be to the council for having such a great background in education. Honestly, I feel so grateful for what it's done for me these past four years. So for example, like the city of Santa Cruz was the first city to ban flavored tobacco, which is targeting youth. Um, one of the first things I did when I was on council was championing a children's fund out of some revenue, the new revenue source from the cannabis dollars. So now we have a children's fund established to go to our vulnerable youth and helping them get into some of our parks and rec programs, as well as early childhood education. So I am so grateful for the background that I have because I'm able to apply it to how I do policy as a council member. And it's a voice that's often not there because People have kids and their moms, mm -hmm. and they're, you know, do, it's hard. Right. Do you speak for a lot of your family? I mean, do you, you know, the whole family get together and go, you know, g give you words of advice or directions to, to take? You know, my, my, the mini mayors do. My daughters, Evie, <laughs> mine, the mini Winnie, mayors. The mini, mini mayors, mayor. Winnie Five. <laughs> they tell me what's up. You know, they tell me what to work on. And, you know, they're, yeah, they're, they're helpful. You know, it's helpful to have that input, you know? And is your father still here? Yeah, my dad's still here. He's okay. out in Aptos. They're with the girls now. They're part of our, they've become part of our bubble. We got tested and um, big part of our life. And, you know, he was the first African-American superintendent elected in the state of California. Still does a lot of really great work around equity and education throughout the state. What a great phone a friend for you, huh? Oh, he's, yeah, um, yeah. yeah right? Amazing. I mean, it really, because you, you, you need to have all the resources you can in politics. I feel so grateful. That's I'm really amazing. blessed by that. How far are you going? Are you, I mean, are you going, I mean, you're still very young. Are you going, <laughs> are you going to Sacramento? <laughs> are you going up to, you going to the top? Or? I don't know. I see, I, I don't know. I just, you know, I like policy. I do, you well, know, politics is part of it. When we talk to you, you get all fired up. Huh? I know. She I, does. I know. Yeah, it's like, she's like, I know. She's I'm totally excitable. into it. I know. I'm super excited. Well, I get like super excited about the things that I'm passionate about. So, you know, I just try to, I try to, you know, I trust and I try to do the best I can. And I, and I, I think you push yourself and I, I, I never thought I would get through what I got through and I pushed myself and I grew as a human and, and I'll just continue to try to do that in a healthy way, you know, as best I yeah. can. Hmm. Well, I vote. For, I'm going to vote for her. Oh, thank you. can't you. vote for oh, her. That's right. I can't vote for her. Yeah. That's right. She's in the city. That's I right. Know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. See, we're county yeah. guys. And so. Uh, I grew up out there. Um, do you have uh, people on the council that are endorsing you? Are there some big people endorsing you as you go into this race? You know, I'm still, um, I'm still seeking endorsements. Um, yeah, you know, our, our current superintendent of schools endorsed me, and he's great, Ferris Sabah, Dr. Ferris Sabah. Um, 
got my dad's endorsement. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, uh, Ryan Coonerty, supervisor, mm-hmm. yep. uh, Zach Friend, supervisor, Bruce McPherson, supervisor of all endorsed. Hey, Boardroom, um, supervi- Boardroom might be Santa Cruz Boardroom endorses. Oh, yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Martine Watkins for council. Awesome. Yes. Thank <laughs> you. Thank um, you. Financially, is it a burden? I mean, are you, are you going to print a bunch of signs for people's lawns? And yeah, is yeah. that is that something you fundraise for? Yeah. Yeah, it is part of it. You know, fundraising is always really hard for me. And it was really hard for me in the first time around just because, you know, there's so many good causes to give to. You're like, you know, um, but somebody told me recently and it really felt right. Like when you're when you're actually contributing to you, you're contributing to our shared values and goals. And so when I look at it like that, it's not quite as hard, you yeah. know. And so I know there's so many people um, struggling and there's so many great organizations to give to. And I think of myself as uh, representing something that is our shared values and goals that hopefully um, people will want to contribute to because by doing so, uh, we're contributing to the to, to the betterment of all all people. So, mm-hmm. but it's all it's it's a part of it, you know, getting your name out there, ho- letting people know who you are and your mission and so on. So once again, people watching MartineWatkins.com. MartineWatkins.com is okay. my website. We got Martine. Uh, Martine Watkins for council. Martine Watkins for city council. For city council. Is that, is that Instagram? Instagram and Facebook and, and Facebook. Facebook. So Instagram, Mar- yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we we'll put those on our yeah, social put, media. I'm going to put them up. Yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. Blow them up. total foul for me not to have that memorized at this point. I apologize yeah. for that. But martinewalkins.com is the website, and you can link to it that way. And is there um, uh, a, a way that people can donate to your campaign? Is right. It yeah. On the website? the website, and, um, you know, we'll get some envelopes printed when we get some funding kind of in the in the coffers there and, and get those out there to the community, too. So there's four seats that are going to be open in the council. Do we know how many people are running yet? Is you that know, they have till I think August seventh to file, so we'll find out. You know, by then, I think there's a good there's a good amount, maybe about six or so that I I know of. Um, a lot of women running, which is awesome and very and common in today's world. And very common mm-hmm. in today's world, and and um, as needed in terms of representation and leadership. So. Um, yeah, we'll see how it all plays out. With your uh, current job and with the way this future is with homeschooling, it, is, does your job change? Is it? Do you see a big change? You know, my job has ha, – I've been one of the fortunate folks who've been able to kind of – my life has turned to online Zoom meetings and sort of shared Google Docs, and um, kind of I've been able to evolve that way. Um, it's still it's still hard, I'd say, and it's – you know, I have a 5-year-old and a 9-year-old, and then they have – you know, when school starts back up, there's – their zooms and trying to manage that um you know i i just you know like all a lot of parents was you're just sort of struggling to do the best you can with what you got and you know I, hmm. i'm lucky to still have a job and be able to work so from home. remember john leopold said he puts a tie on for his zoom meetings do yeah. you dress up for your zoom meetings yeah, do you, are you in pjs in you zoom do meetings? <laughs> well, what do you I'm wear like, i put on jeans i was like there's something funny here like i've been wearing my yoga pants you know and I got like this little, because I, you know, it's hard to sit there for those. So I got like a little like no, stepper I, thing that I can. Have you done a Zoom, a Zoom have meeting? You, <laughs> have you done a Zoom meeting in pajamas? In pajamas. Ooh, we ask all our guests that now. It's like it's like a it's like our new question. I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what I have done. I do it in my backyard because there's no. I don't really have like a good office, so I'll do it right. in the backyard with like a virtual background. Yeah. And I'll definitely have my shorts and my thongs on. Okay. And I usually look like. You know, yeah, professional. Perfect. Sandals on the bottom, casual yeah, on the bottom, like dressed up. Sandals, shorts, dress. legs in the sun, <laughs> and yeah. uh, zoom on the sun. You that's know? our that's our world down here. I know. Right. I, um, I mean, I feel blessed. So, so once you get elected, top three things that you want to address are mm. right away. 
Boom. Oh, gosh. Okay, well, once they get elected, the, I mean, it has to be recovery and thinking about how we're, uh, we're going to recover from the pandemic. Um, you know, right away, I guess I'd say managing the budget and trying to figure out how to, um, how to draw on our community resources, draw on state and federal resources, work with the county, and continue to try to mobilize right now on how we can best serve our community during this pandemic. And it's a delicate balance between, you know, the public health and the economy. And, and a lot of it's actually also out of our control. Um, and then moving forward, just really trying to get at improved systems that are gonna meet some of these big issues that continue to um, impact our community. And so, you know, homelessness, how are we really looking at what lessons we've learned from this pandemic um, and use those to improve our systems moving forward? You know, downtown, a lot of housing coming online. How are we, re a, a thriving downtown is an indicator of a thriving community. And so how are we doing in terms of, of supporting our downtown? Um, and then, you know, education and childcare and all of the partnerships that we need to have in place, you know, a total priority. You know, we're also, as I mentioned, being, um, you know, sued. So we're likely going to be going into our, into district elections. That's going to be a real uh, Who's process. Who's suing? So uh, a, a voter is suing, and basically the um, the fair voting rights um, there's a there's an act here in California that has said if you don't have you know if you are at large a community or city and you, that means anybody can vote for whoever and you don't have your um, my majority minority population represented on the council then um, you're not allowing for that opportunity, for those opportunities to occur for folks. And so what that, that's sort of the premise. And so that's led to districts being formed. So for example, Watsonville is a district. They used to be at large and same, so Santa Cruz is moving in that direction. Mm. And that you wanna have a real um, you know, transparent process that doesn't sort of feel like gerrymandering or sort of, I mean, you wanna be really transparent with what could work for our community, have right. their input and so on. That's a big one. I mean, that's Would it up. be like dividing the city into different yes. areas and yeah. there'd be a, a council person for each of those? Yeah. Instead, of the, instead of the city as a whole, it'd yeah. be neighborhoods. Yeah. And the hope is that by doing so, we'll have, you know, some representation from our Latino community on the council, which we haven't, frankly. And I, you know, I, I believe the, the intention behind that, that legislation is to do that. And so hopefully that's what it results in. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. been a good show, TC. Very She's informative. Very yeah. No, She's I think good. you're a shoe in. Oh, thanks, yeah. guys. Congrats. Yeah. Me. You're a shoe in. Yes. Thank you yeah. very, very much for coming on the show. Thank and you so much for inviting me. I'm proud of you for yeah. going right back into the fire. Hey, <laughs> I mean, it's like you, you rescued the baby <laughs> and got him out of the fire, and we're going back in for another one. I saw that on Facebook. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> we got to figure this out. What is she doing? Oh, I, I texted you right I away. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's crazy. And uh, so, like, you're, the big vacation is going to be put off for four years and like yeah. you're just gonna you're gonna save santa cruz and then t take care of your fun later you know i try to you know i try to i you know i don't want to i don't want to not be a part of my life you know what i mean and that's my kind of my goal is like going out like learning how to surf with my girls like going out fishing trying to take a good day here and there um just doing you know yes i take a lot of vacation time to actually do council time but you know i, I do hope to kind of just be really try to be really present with all that beautiful santa cruz offers and, yeah. and how blessed i am with like a really incredible very cool life and family wow. so uh if, if if currently the the uh, we're doing zoom council meetings right yeah yeah, yeah. and is that going to change in the near future maybe not right who you knows know, i think 
you know, it's it's hard. The Zoom, you know, you you for me, I like have to do the virtual because like, I have like a kid that comes in and like swings by and like flies out. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> like you know, it's like that, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think it's you know, there's a way that I think it's really allowed access for more people to engage in civic life. And then it also is sort of difficult because you're now phones and like, oh, you're muted. And I mean, the, right. you know, that kind of experience. Frankly, it's really hard to stare at a, like a computer for right. freaking 12 hours yeah. and like, you know, and deal with that. Um, but it's it's I mean, it's think about where I mean, it's a great technology we have in place to help protect people's it's your safety. only choice. Yeah. Well, and it seems like um, maybe there's fewer distractions and maybe yeah. you could be more productive during that time. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of distractions at the live council meetings. There's, you know, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's, you know, you want to allow for, you know, adequate process and input and, um, you know, and, and, the, and how the mayors decide to run the meetings, that's your role, you know, how you facilitate the meetings and keep things going and, um, people the, can't the, call you, people this, can't, yeah, people can't call your names on zoom. That you could be like, and eh, I'm gonna go ahead and just <laughs> no, I, I'm not the mayor, so I can't do that. But you know, they have the power to do that. Yeah, whereas I, you know, it's like you just turn off their thing. There's a lot, of, you know, a lot of, um, you know, theater a little bit with some of the the antics that kind of would take place. A lot of, you know, the, the same folks that would come in. Very cool. Well, Very thank cool. you for coming yeah. on the show. Thank you, Martine. She may be, yeah. she may be, she may be doing some uh, advertising on the show. Fantastic. Yeah. She well, may be doing it. Well, yeah. we we will hope to see some more of that. And uh, best of luck. Thank you so much yeah. for having Seriously. me. Seriously. Yeah. Good luck. Guys yep. Uh, who are we you. supporting? Uh, Captain John Ribeiro is uh, from Cobalt Banker. I think he's on his way to Wyoming. Got himself a van, I saw. Oh, really? Yeah. He's Good doing for some John. van life. All right. Uh, Chill Out Cafe, where our next show is going to be Sunday night with and the Joint Chiefs. And they roll the fatties. Joint Chiefs played last night. Boy, were they good. They're Oof. great. Yep. Yeah, they were good. Love them. Uh, Sean Rovai from Farmers Insurance. Thanks, Sean. Thank you, Sean. 462 uh, 3222. Uh, I want to thank Fig from Surf City Sandwich. Awesome. Kayak Connections. Are they kayak open? Connections still open? open. Kayak Connections yep. still open. You can go get a kayak at the harbor or Elkhorn Slough. Beautiful. Numa from Aloha Island Grill. Numa. Uh, I want to thank the listing stack. Yep. How yep. are you guys doing, TC? Uh, they're actually pretty good right are now. You surf? Will you ever uh, surf again? Yes. 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 You will surf Yes, again. I will. I want to thank my buddy Ed from Rogue Pies. Can you see I've been the Rogue Pies? <laughs> yeah, I can Dude. see that. <laughs> let's, <laughs> show, let's show Get everybody. That. Look at that. No, no, that's no, that's no, it. No, no. <laughs> uh, everyone else, let me see who, who am I missing. Uh, that's everybody. Oh, People's Coffee. I want to thank, oh, I want to Curtis. thank Curtis and People's Coffee. Beautiful. The show forever. Yes. Yep. Yep. And anybody else who supports the show, we thank you. And uh, you can catch the show tomorrow on, catch the show tonight on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pandora, iTunes, and a lot of other places. And Beautiful. Alternate Radio. AlternateRadio.com. Right. Thank you, everybody. Martine Watkins. Martin thank you, so much, thank you so, so much. Thank Vote you. for her. She is awesome. Thanks, guys. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Thanks, guys, for having me on. That was awesome. That was fabulous. Always great talking to you guys. We did it. We did it. Uh, had a thousand views already. Yeah.